This is Eric behind the scenes. He's trying to find the scripture. Yeah. He doesn't know that I turned this on. Uh-oh. <laughs> Here I am. I wonder where the scripture is. Yeah. Darn it. Shoot. Eric, today is day 177. Are we recording and they just heard all that coarse language from me? Yeah, we're trying to get them behind the oh scenes. Oh, my goodness. Now they know right. that I talk like that. Yeah, yesterday you gave me Hannah's phone number. I hope they got all that. Mm -hmm. But uh, today, then... Send her a text. Yeah. Today we're at it once again. Yeah. Good stuff. Reading the Bible together. Mm -hmm. Two semi-ordinary pastors reading a super extraordinary book. There you go. I like that. You like that? I do. Together. That's what we're doing. Why that to our tagline. Yeah. So a uh, little known fact about Chip, his middle name is Nadab. And mm. he's named after uh, one of the kings of, of uh, yeah. Israel. Yeah. My close friends call me CN. CN. <laughs> Chip Nadab. Chipstopher Nadab Bungard. Yes. Yeah. Nadab. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we're going to pick up in 1 Kings 15. Verse 25, Nadab rules. Oh, I meant to say this yesterday. Ab, oh. Remember Abijam? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, you may be confused if this is your first time reading through the Bible oh. that uh, Abijam or Abijam is the same as Abijah, the same person. Okay. So if you were confused yesterday by yeah. that fact, I meant to say it yesterday. Yeah. Um, if you were confused by that fact, it's just two different names. And if you for weren't the same confused, person. now you're really confused. Yeah. You're like, wait, where, what happened to okay. Abijam? Yeah, yeah. Abijam. Abijam's dead, and Nadab, his grandson, is about to rule, I think. Okay, let's see what happens. Yeah. No, it's not his grandson. They're not related. Nadab, son of Jeroboam, began to rule over Israel in the second year of King Asa's reign in Judah. He reigned over Israel two years. But he did what was evil in the Lord's sight and followed the example of his father, continuing the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. Then Basha, son of Ahijah, from the tribe of Issachar, plotted against Nadab and assassinated him while he and the Israelite army were laying siege to the Philistine town of Gibbethon. Basha killed Nadab in the third year of King Asa's reign in Judah, and he became the next king of Israel. He immediately slaughtered all the descendants of King Jeroboam so that not one of the royal family was left, just as the Lord had promised concerning Jeroboam by the prophet Ahijah from Shiloh. This was done because Jeroboam had provoked the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, by the sins he had committed and the sins he had led Israel to commit. The rest of the events of Nadab's reign and everything he did are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. Basha rules in Israel. There was a constant war between King Asa of Judah and King Basha of Israel. Basha, son of Ahijah, began to rule over the Israel, Israel in the third year of King Asa's reign in Judah. Basha reigned in Terzah 24 years, but he did what was evil in the Lord's sight, and he followed the example of Jeroboam, continuing the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. 1 Kings 16. Mm -hmm. This message from the Lord was delivered to King Basha by the prophet Jehu, son of Hanani. I lift you out of the dust to make you the ruler of my people Israel, but you have followed the evil example of Jeroboam. You have provoked my anger by causing my people Israel to sin. So now I will destroy you and your family, just as I destroyed the descendants of Jeroboam, son of Nebat. Mm -hmm. The members of Basha's family who die in the city will be eaten by dogs, and those who die in the field will be eaten by vultures. The rest of the events in Basha's reign and the extent of the power are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. When Basha died, he was buried in Terzah. Then his son Elah became the next king. The message from the Lord against Basha and his family came through the prophet Jehu, son of Hanani. 
It was delivered because Basha had done what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as the family of Jeroboam had done, and also because Basha had destroyed the family of Jeroboam. The Lord's anger was provoked by Basha's sins. Elah rules in Israel. <clears throat> Elah, son of Basha, began to rule over Israel in the 26th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. He reigned in the city of Terzah for two years. Then Zimri, who commanded half of the royal chariots, made plans to kill him. One day in Terzah, Elah was getting drunk at the home of Arza, the supervisor of the palace. Zimri walked in and struck him down and killed him. <laughs> Solid plan. Yeah. Might as well. That did it. This happened in the 27th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. Then Zimri became the next king. Zimri immediately killed the entire royal family of Basha, leaving him not even a single male child. He even destroyed the distant relatives and friends. So Zimri destroyed the dynasty of Basha, as the Lord had promised through the prophet Jehu. This happened because of all the sins of Basha, and his son Elah had committed, and because of the sins they let Israel to commit. They provoked the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, with their worthless idols. The rest of the events in Elah's reign and everything he did are recorded in the book of the historic history of the kings of Israel. Zimri rules in Israel. Zimri began to rule over Israel in the 27th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. But his reign in Terzah lasted only seven days. Mm. The army of Israel was then attacking the Philistine town of Gibbethon. When they heard that Zimri had committed treason and had assassinated the king, that very day they chose Omri, commander of the army, as the new king of Israel. So Omri led the entire, the entire army of Israel up from Gibbethon to attack Terzah, Israel's capital. When Zimri saw that the city had been taken, he went into the citadel of the palace and burned it down over himself and died in the flames. For he too had done what was evil in the Lord's sight. He followed the example of Jeroboam in all his sins and in all the sins he had committed and led Israel to commit. The rest of the events of Zimri's reign and his, and his conspiracy are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. Omri rules in <clears throat> Israel. But now the people of Israel were split into two factions. Half the people tried to make Tibni, son of Genath, their king, while the other half supported Omri. But Omri's supporters defeated the supporters of Tibni. So Tibni was killed, and Omri, he became the next king. Omri began to rule over Israel in the 31st year of King Asa's reign in Judah. He reigned 12 years in all, six of them in Terzah. Then Omri bought a, the hill now known as Samaria from its owner Shemer for mm -hmm. 150 pounds of silver. What a deal. Yeah. Yeah. He built a city on it, and he called that the city Samaria in honor of Shemer. But Omri, he did what was evil in the Lord's sight, even more than any of the kings before him. Wow. He Jeez. followed the example of Jeroboam, a son of Nebat, and all the sins that he committed, and he led Israel to commit. The people provoked the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, with their worthless idols. The rest of the events in Omri's reign, the extent of his power, and everything he did are recorded in the book of History of the Kings of Israel. When Omri died, he was buried in Samaria. Then his son Ahab became the next king. Yeah, if you don't know, Ahab's pretty much the worst. Boom, boom, boom. Ahab rules in Israel. Ahab, son of Omri, began to rule over Israel in the 38th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria 22 years, but Ahab, son of Omri, did what was evil in the Lord's sight, even more than any of the kings before him. And as though it were not enough to follow the sinful example of Jeroboam, he married Jezebel, mm. the daughter of King Ethbal of the Sidonians, yeah. and he began to bow in worship of Baal. 
First, Ahab built a temple and an altar for Baal in Samaria. Then he set up an Asherah pole. He did more to provoke the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, than any of the other kings of Israel before him. It was during his reign that Hiel, a man from Bethel, rebuilt Jericho. When he laid its foundations, it cost him the life of his oldest son, Abiram. And when he completed it and set up its gates, it cost him the life of his youngest son, Segub. Oh, yeah. This all happened according to the message from the Lord concerning Jericho, spoken by Joshua, the son of Nun. Okay, moving forward, 2 Chronicles 17. The person with the highest vertical leap in the entire Bible. Yeah. Jumping Jehoshaphat. Mm -hmm. Then Jehoshaphat, Asa's son, became the next king. He strengthened Judah to stand against any attack from Israel. He stationed troops in all the fortified towns of Judah, and he assigned additional garrisons to the land of Judah and to the towns of Ephraim that his father Asa had captured. The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he followed the example of his father's early years, and he did not worship the images of Baal. He sought his father's God and obeyed his commands instead of following the evil practices of the kingdom of Israel. So the Lord established Jehoshaphat's control over the kingdom of Judah. All the people of Judah, they brought gifts to Jehoshaphat. So he became very wealthy and highly esteemed. He was deeply committed to the ways of the Lord. He removed the pagan shrines and the Asherah poles from Judah. In the third year of his reign, Jehoshaphat sent his officials to teach in all the towns of Judah. These officials included Ben-Hale, Obadiah, Zechariah, Nethanel, and Micaiah. He sent Levites along with them, including Shemaiah, Nethaniah, Zebediah, Asahel, Shemiramoth, Shemiramoth, yeah, <laughs> there it is, Jehonathan, Adonijah, Tobijah, and Tob Adonijah. He also sent out the priests Elishema and Jehoram. They took copies of the book of the law of the Lord and traveled around all through the towns of Judah, teaching the people. Then the fear of the Lord fell over all the surrounding kingdoms so that none of them wanted to declare war on Jehoshaphat. Some of the Philistines brought him gifts and silver as tribute. And the Arabs brought 7,700 rams and 7,700 male goats. So Jehoshaphat became more and more powerful and built fortresses and storage cities through, throughout Judah. He stored numerous supplies in Judah's towns and stationed an army of seasoned troops at Jerusalem. His army was enrolled according to ancestral clans. From Judah, there were 300,000 troops organizing units of 1,000 under the command of Adna. Next in command was Johanahan, who commanded 280,000 troops. Next was Amasia, son of Zikri who volunteered for the Lord's service with 200,000 troops under his command. From Benjamin, there were 200,000 troops equipped with bows and shields. They were under the command of Eliada, a veteran soldier. Next in command was Jehazabad, who commanded 180,000 armed men. These were the troops stationed in Jerusalem to serve the king, besides those Jehoshaphat stationed in the fortified towns throughout Judah. All right. Okay. So that was a lot. It's kind of funny to me that, like, Israel's king turnover is crazy, and it's just all compared to Asa, who was there for forever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Asa. 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 Mm-hmm. 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 That's right. It's a classic. 
Hey, so... Uh, All right. So what, Chip? So what? Who the heck cares about these ancient kings? Yeah. I think the lesson is simply this today, Eric. Good kings... Yeah. Do good things. Oh. And Hang on, let me get a pen. And they're rewarded by a good God. Yeah. Bad things, okay. bad, bad kings okay. do bad things uh-huh. and are rewarded by a good God. <laughs> okay. He wakes them up, yeah. you know, and God is good. So um, I think the lesson, so so kings, I look at kings as leaders, Yeah. you know, influencers. Everybody wants to be an influencer today, whether they really understand what's what that means. Right. Uh, you know, it's all over social media to be an influencer and have an impact. And, you know, I think they just want the fame and fortune and not the responsibility mm-hmm. and the money. But, um, you know, it's just a principle from the beginning of time, you know, and it's you can throw in leaders, kings or people, you know, and and uh, the, the result uh, could either be a blessing or a curse, mm-hmm. depend on w- what you do and what is done. And God is always good throughout all of this. And so I think it's the lesson here is choose the things that are good. And you can see God blesses those things that are, are good, mm-hmm. you know, and, and get rid of those things and refuse to do those things that are bad. Following the example of those that have gone before you that have done bad things. But also you can break the curse as well. That's true. You know, yep. and, and so maybe you have a, a, a long line of bad leaders in your home that you followed you know, and it goes down the family tree there. Because of Jesus and the power of God, you can break that curse. You become a good leader, have a good influence on your kids and family moving ahead. And that's that's all the grace of God there. And so I, I think it comes down to what decision are you going to make? And, and, and you, I don't think you're bound. You're, you know, others' decisions and others' examples do affect us. Absolutely. But by the grace of God, we're not bound by that. We can be set free from that. Mm-hmm. And give him honor and glory. So, yeah. So that's the so what today. Absolutely. Well, so where's Jesus? We just read a ton of Jesus' lineage. So, um, Jehoshaphat and Asa and Abijah and Rehoboam, right? So, we're, we're just working our way through this royal lineage of Jesus. Um, also, we are currently in a sermon series about the seven churches in the first couple chapters of Revelation. And. <laughs> Those letters are penned by John, but but dictated by Jesus. Uh, Jesus himself sends these letters, and he refers to an evil woman in one of the churches, uh, Thyatira. He says, you have put up with and, and given refuge to this Jezebel. Mm-hmm. And so I just imagine, can you imagine being the person that Jesus uses as an example mm. of an evil person? Yeah, no. That's brutal. Yeah, so I see Jesus in that too. And then uh, I'm kind of working backwards here. Uh, so we've got lineage and then Jezebel and then uh, Samaria. Mm. So what an interesting thing, you yeah. know, that, mm-hmm. um, you know, you look at Samaria and by the time Jesus is walking the earth, there is a religio-ethnic separation between the people of Samaria and the people of uh, Judea. Mm-hmm. And he, Jesus willingly crosses that line uh, over and over again. He heals lepers there and... Uh, he speaks to the woman at the well there, yeah. and you know, and she even asks questions like, "Well, you know, we, it, we're told we're supposed to worship here on this mm-hmm. hill, and mm-hmm. you, you know, you Jews say you're supposed to worship at the temple. Where am I supposed to worship?" Mm-hmm. And he says, "You know, I don't care where you worship, but the time's coming. In fact, it's here where God just wants you to worship in spirit and in truth." Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so we see that sort of that doctrine unfolding as he's speaking to this woman in Samaria. So I just think that that's fascinating. There's a lot here that kind of circles around um, Jesus and, of course, the whole book's about him. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely there. So that's where I see Jesus today, a couple couple different places. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was good. It was good. Yeah. It's always a good day when we can find Jesus. That's right. Yeah. And you can find him every day. Yeah. On your own, or if you need a little help, tune into Chip and Eric reading through the Bible podcast. We're here. Yeah, we talk about them every day. Every day. Every All day. right. So, hey. well, thanks, guys. Yes. Have a good one, and uh, we'll be reading the Bible to you tomorrow. We will. Are we going to say bye? No, we're going to stay on until tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll do some work now. All right, yeah. Oh, wow. What a show. That was amazing. That was so good. Wow, this is behind the scenes. Wow, okay. Let's Incredible. head back down to the okay. office. All right. All right. Let's Chip go get a Eric snack. Going to the office. Oh, Let's I am get a snack. A, I am having a snack right now. <laughs> don't tell Don't tell my pets, but I'm having a turkey sandwich Whoa, right now. Oh, okay, I will. Yeah. Gobble, gobble. I wonder if anyone's still here or if they've all turned it off by now. Yeah, they're probably still listening because we have some great stuff. I'm going to turn off the light, Eric. Wow. I'm going to turn off this right. light, Chip. Yep, sounds good, Eric. All right, don't forget to flush. <laughs> I don't think that's what the studio's for. Here we go, down to the office. All right. Yeah. Get this. Oh, yep, that's I right. I just shut the door, guys. Chip shut the door. Yeah. I'm not. A, listen, I'm not all about shutting doors. Sometimes I I'm say about shut the opening door. doors. You say shut the front door. <laughs> You're a semi-ordinary pastor. You've got no business talking like that. Let me open this door. Okay, we're now opening the door to the office. We're yep. coming in here. Oh, there's lava everywhere. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, oh, no. Oh, 